says this, the word, and that's a, a term for Jesus that, that they used to use, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And I love how it says it in the message translation. It says the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Oh, that's just, that's Christmas. He came here. And there's a Bible word for what that whole idea, that concept is of God being with us. Does anybody know what that Bible word is? Emmanuel. How many of you heard, have you heard the name Emmanuel? It's in a couple of Christmas songs, right? Matthew 1, and you know the story, but the angel showed up to Joseph, and I've always wanted to ask an angel, like, what's it like to be you? Because it would be so fun to show up and notice, usually they say, like, peace to you or don't be afraid, because it's got to be terrifying. Like, the angel just shows up right in front of you, and you're, oh, my gosh. And then they, they kind of, by, with a smirk on their face, I think they say, peace to you, right? <laughs> or don't, don't be afraid. And then he says, the angel said to Joseph, she will give birth, talking about Mary, to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus, uh, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord said through the prophet Isaiah. So that's 700 years previous. Isaiah said this, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. So I want to take one minute each on each of those three words. You can time me if you want and see if I can do it. But we're going to spend a minute on God, a minute on with, and a minute on us. So God, people often ask me, hey, pastor, does the Bible really say that Jesus is God? I mean, where does it say? Can you show it to me? Actually, it says it all over the place. So I don't, I don't know how anybody could get the idea reading the Bible that it does not say that. So I'm just going to give you a couple of quick examples. John 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, that's Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's fairly clear. John 14, 9, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen my Father. And Colossians 2 says, in Christ all the fullness of the deity is living in bodily form. Now, here's another interesting fun fact. Jesus went around at times forgiving sins. Do you do that? Like, just go to work and go, you're forgiven? You're forgiven? That would be a little, right? They would lock you up. So, now, he just claimed to be God, and people said that he was God over and over. Okay, God with us. What does with mean? This is amazing. In the Old Testament... God showed up in thunder and storm and whirlwind and fire fell fell into the temple and the thresholds of the temple shook and so did the people. So there's this like, wow, awe. In the New Testament, what we have in in Christmas and with Emmanuel is God showing up as a baby. This is quite different. This, This is a brand new thing where God has made himself so touchable, so safe, so approachable that it's shocking. I mean, do you love babies? Babies are pretty cool. Holding a baby, just looking in their eyes, and they don't think it's weird that you look in their eyes. Um, It's amazing to have a baby around, and it's the most approachable form God could take. And because he approached you, guess what? He opened the door and said, come on, you can approach me. We can't take that for granted. Number three, God with us. Jesus came because he loves you. Not just me, not just super religious people, not not this country or that country. He loves you. 
and, and he came to be with you. You don't, have to be, you don't have to have it all together. Can you say amen to that? Amen. I mean, the whole idea is we don't have it all together. You don't get cleaned up to go in the shower. You go in the shower to get cleaned up. People come to church. People come to faith to say, Lord, would you work on my life and make me who you want me to be? So Christmas means that everyone has access, all of us, dirty shepherds, like pretty sharp wise men, and everybody in between. All kinds of people are in the story and are in your story and in your life. Emmanuel, God with us, means he came to earth to rescue each one of us so that we can be with him forever. Not just so that we can have a holiday and give each other gifts, but the whole point is what happens on the other side of that holiday. So let me give you an example. Uh, I've been driving around a lot lately, and I've been seeing tow trucks. And tow trucks have a job. So how many of you have ever been towed before in your life? How many of you it was... No, I'm not going to ask if it was good or bad. But <laughs> here's what happens. You break down at the side of the road, and maybe you have AAA, and you call the, the, the number on the back, and they come and they tow you, and they help you get out of trouble, right? Because maybe you're in a dangerous place in town. Maybe you're not sure what's going to happen next. So here, here's the picture that the tow truck gives me. We, as human beings, are broken down by the side of the road. Because of our sin, because of our wrong, because of the stuff we do to ourselves, to God, and to each other, we're a mess. We have, at best, a flat tire on the side of the road. We're much worse than that. We are at the side of the road stuck, and we need help. Romans 6 says the wages, or the result of sin, is death. But the gift of God, that's like a Christmas gift, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Jesus came to rescue me and you. The, the question is, will we let him? So, so let's say that the tow truck drives by you and comes over and says, hey, do you need some help? And you're like, no, I'm good. It's not true. I need help. And you know what's on the back of most tow trucks? A cross. Now, in our community, it's a little different because we have a lot of cars that need a flatbed tow truck. But in a normal community, without all the Teslas, you need this kind of tow truck that has a cross on the back. And that's the ultimate symbol of rescue, of help, of being saved, is, is that cross. But let, let's say that your car breaks down along the side of the road, and you're sad, and you're glum, and it, okay. But then the tow truck guy shows up, and now you're going to throw a party. Okay, so this is amazing because the tow truck guy's here and you're just going to have a big tow truck party because tow trucks are cool and you're, this is awesome. But you don't let him tow your car and get you to safety. Wouldn't that be weird? Yes. Right? To celebrate the, the saving power of something but not accept it? But that's kind of what Christmas has become. It's like a Hallmark holiday and we, we do this and we do that. We go out for dinner, and we give gifts, and then we sing a song, and then we... But we don't think about, hey, wait, he came to rescue me. Christmas has a purpose, and, and it's not a cute story. It's a meaningful, powerful, life-changing, split-history-in-half kind of story. Amen. So we, have to, we can't forget why he came in the very first place. So can I show you something? 
Like you could say no, because I'm up here and you're... Anyway. So, what is this? Okay, i got to tell you something. This is a wonderful present. Do you know who it came from? From my wife. My wife gave me this fabulous Christmas present last year. And it's kind of heavy, and I know that it's like she knows what I like, she knows what I need, so I know that this is something super meaningful, really purposeful. She gives thoughtful gifts. I mean, she's the bomb. So, so I'm just, I just wanted to show it to you because I'm so proud of that present from, from last Christmas that I just think is wonderful. Do you see any problem with, with uh, this whole scenario right now? Yeah. What, what's wrong? I didn't open the... You mean I'm supposed to open it? You mean it's better if I open it than... Yeah. Oh, man, duh, right? But isn't that interesting? Like, like it's silly to not open a gift because the gift doesn't get to do the thing it's created to do. It also dishonors my wife. Incidentally, this is not the gift she gave me last year. <laughs> but it doesn't honor the gift giver if I just go, oh, whatever. I'm just going to keep that all wrapped up. What if you kept the gifts from your best friend or your spouse or your friend for the next 20 years and just keep them in a closet? But I feel like we do that with God all the time. And we take him for granted, we take his gifts for granted, we take the gift of Christ at Christmas for granted, and we don't open the gift. Emmanuel, God with us, is an invitation. And an invitation requires what? A response, an RSVP of like, hey, I got your invitation. Um, Yes, I will join you, or no, I won't join you. And incidentally, this invitation is forever. This is a heavy one. This is... You know, these days, I, I do some weddings for people, and a lot of people don't RSVP anymore. It's kind of a problem in our, in our culture. But this is one that you don't really want to put off. None of us knows how long we're going to be here. None of us knows anything is up for grabs. And so when he came to be with you, that's an invitation for you to respond and say, yes, please. Amen. And so... God's greatest gift, and Peter said this in the story, is Jesus. There is no greater gift. You can think of, I like mountains, I like the ocean, I like saltwater fishing, I love my wife, I love my kids, I love our family, I love our house, I love our community. Those are great. Those are great gifts from the Lord. You know what's better? The gift of Jesus. Because he makes all of those things have meaning. And he makes all of those things make sense. So, so that, and, and he came to rescue you and me from our sin and from our selfishness and also this, spiritual darkness. I've spent time on the phone a couple times with people the last few weeks that are just stuck in a dark place. And the Lord wants to light that place up and pull you out of that spot so you can be with him. And people talk a lot about heaven and hell and this and that. And, and I do believe that those are actual real places. But here's the point. It's not about choosing to go to a good place versus a bad place. That's very shallow and weird, right? I wouldn't marry my wife so that I could live in a slightly better home. I marry my wife because I love her and I want to be with her forever. And so that is this invitation from God. He says, I want to be with you. Do you want to be with me forever? And so heaven and hell is a detail. Being with the Lord forever is the goal. That is, that's what Christmas is all about. Amen. So I want to invite um, 
many of you to say yes to that invitation tonight. And it is that simple. And, and it's not something that you just want to put off and just say like, well, someday when I'm old, I'll do that. Because man, old comes and goes. Old is relative. Some people think I'm very old, and I do not. <laughs> but we can't put this off and put this off and assume that everything is going to be fine. So I believe that God brought us together tonight, and hi, those of you who are out online, in order to just present to us this truth. God with you, you with God. And he initiates and say, do you want to be with me forever? And he wants us to respond and say, yes, please. And so if, if that's you, I, I, and your heart's beating fast, and you're like, ah, man, I, I know I need to do this. I, I just want to ask that you, would, uh, that you would pray a prayer with me. And I want to ask everybody, just bow your heads for a second so we can just get a little private time between you and the Lord. And if you want to say yes to him tonight, Pray this prayer after me, and you can say it out loud, or you can say it quietly in your heart, whatever you think. And this is for adults, this is for kids, this is for everybody. Jesus, thank you for coming to earth. Rescue me from sin, and rescue me from being selfish. Bring me out of darkness, and bring me into light. Please lead me from now on. I want to become the person you created me to be. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Connect me with your people so I don't have to walk alone. Be in charge of my life. I ask that in, the, in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Now, don't look up, please. Um, but if you prayed that prayer tonight and you got things right with the Lord or you came back, to relationship with him. I just want to ask that you would look up at me for a second, and I just want to see who the Lord is doing some business with in this room. Wow, thank you, Lord. And if uh, keep, keep looking up until I can get around the room, but amen. Wow. Thank you, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Okay, you can, you can look up, everybody. Now, I want to ask everybody that, that looked up, or if you were chicken and you prayed that prayer, but you did not want to look up at the pastor because now you're accountable, uh, I want to ask you to do something. Um, I have a Christmas gift for you out in the, in the lobby on the red tables, and you can go out there and uh, you can meet Rob and Shannon. They'll be out there waiting around to say hi to you and wave your hands so they know who you are. And, uh, and we would love to just give you a Christmas gift on your way out and help you get started in this new life in Christ. And I think we should praise God for maybe 15 or 20 people that said yes to him tonight. Yes. So, Amen. Love it. I want to invite the band back up. And would you thank God for them as they come up here? So we are going to light some Christmas candles. If you did not get a candle when you came in, would you raise your hand so we can provide some for you? A couple of candles are needed right over in the back this way, and they are coming. Keep your hand up until you get a candle, everybody. <clears throat> so Jesus said, He is the light of the world. 
He said, anyone who walks in him will never walk in darkness. He also said something crazy. He said, you are the light of the world. His light shines in our lives and through our lives. So as we sing these last songs, uh, let's each thank him for being our light. Thank him for coming to be light in our dark world. And also, as you look at that light, just picture your own life. So look at the candle as it's burning and just say, Lord, may, may my life burn bright. And if you've ever been in a super dark place with just one candle, it's amazing how much light that thing can throw. And then you get a whole bunch of candles together in one place, and wow, we want to be that kind of a light in our community this, this year. So I'm going to start the, uh, the candle procession up here. So if you are on the middle aisle, come out here and uh, get, get lit. Did I say get lit? <laughs> and then you can go back and just pass it down the aisles. Pass it all the way down your aisle, and then the folks out on the end will get it too. We did it.